What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 75 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Not much, man. Not much. We're having a fun pre-show here, talking about TVs and setups. It always makes me excited, uh, helping friends out with um, spending their money. <laughs> it's not mine, and I get to be excited when I go over and be like, yes. You spent it correctly. Yeah, I live vicariously through my friends all the time because I'm also the one most of the time that gets called in for advice on on tech purchasing and what TVs, what soundbars, what computers. And so I, I get excited to do that, you know, to spend someone else's money, even though I'm not going to get to actually get the item myself. But just to be a part of that, like I always I always love that man. And I, do all my research. I usually ask for a budget. I give them options. I tell them what I would go with, but I I love that so, so much. And yeah, it's fun doing the pre-show and getting to hang out and talk with the chat. I feel bad sometimes. These guys are here week in and week out watching us talking amongst themselves for the most part of the chat. And yeah, we type in there a little bit here and there, but we don't get to respond directly to them during the podcast like we would during one of our streams if we were streaming a game. So it's nice yeah. to kind of get in here early and actually do the pre-show. We don't get a lot of times we come into the show very hot. So we don't necessarily have the time beforehand to do the pre-show. But no, today was fun. I, I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, I, I think we'll have more time to talk with chat because, um, I, you know, my paternity leave has started. I am off till the new year. Uh, I don't have to go back in. And I found a good gaming window. Uh, where I think I'm going to start streaming stuff uh, in the afternoons, uh, including what I'm going to call lunchtime game pass, where I'll choose a game pass game at lunch, around lunchtime, around 12. Uh, it all depends on when my son goes to sleep for his long nap, uh, and probably do about an hour where we choose a different game pass game uh, of the day and play through a bit of that. And, you know, we got a really exciting schedule coming up with like Forza Horizon 5, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm hoping to stream tomorrow, not at lunchtime, but maybe at night uh, once it unlocks in New Zealand. And then, you know, there's Lost Ark, which is a new MMO, and we got Grand Theft Auto San Andreas uh, remastered coming out as well. There's a lot. <laughs> so, uh, you know, more time to play with friends, things like that. It'd be really cool. So, um, you know, hopefully we get... Uh, some more time there and talk with friends and, and such. And the good, cool thing about kind of setting it up so that you're just streaming Game Pass games during the lunchtime is that with cloud streaming, you can literally switch it up on the fly during your stream and just switch to a different game and not miss out on anything, you know, not have to worry about getting the download. I mean, granted, obviously downloading is a better experience, but there are times where the cloud gaming just when it just works and it would make it super easy to kind of get in there and stream stuff on the yeah. fly and, and switch it up. Uh, yeah. How about you, man? How you been? I've been all right, man. Today was one of those days where I've got some cases I'm trying to get out the door and some courts that I haven't worked in before. So that's always stressful the first time going to a new county, even though the law is the law and the Virginia code kind of dictates what I need to do, what needs to happen. It's always finicky with certain cases that, or certain courts that are in smaller towns. You know, they have their own way of doing things. 
and I never want to mess up somebody's potential future just because of a procedural error, you know? And so yeah. that always stresses me out quite a bit the first time out. So that's what I've been dealing with today. I will say that I am planning to stream more as well. Tomorrow morning, actually, I think I'm going to come on and, and stream some of that Apex Season 11, which uh, just came out yesterday, and I've already put in, I don't know, five hours, six hours into. Ash is the new legend, and I guess we'll just go right into what we've been playing. <laughs> I've been playing that, and I absolutely love Ash. All right. what's, what's new? What's new in Season 11, Rob? All right. Break it down. So we have... Ash is the new champ added. We talked about her before when her reveal. I said I wasn't going to get excited till the season actually came and she was actually out. I am now excited. She is an assault character. Her passive is most battle royales right now. The battle, the meta revolves around third party, you know? And so if you hear a fight going on, you better be heading over there so you can get in on the action and take advantage. What Ash's passive allows her to do is when somebody dies in Apex Legends, they leave behind a death box. Ash is able to go up to that death box and mark it if it's recent enough, and it will reveal the surviving members of the opposing team that killed that death box. And so it just gives you a little bit of information on where people are. And most of the time, if you get there soon enough, those people will be at a disadvantage because they'll need to heal up or they'll be looting. Her tactical ability, which is her active, is essentially a snare. It's a trap. She throws it out and anybody close to it gets ensnared in it. <coughs> I don't remember if it's the first person or if it happens to land on multiple people, if it snares them all. But if you lay it out, it will be active for a little while on the ground. And then the first person that comes close enough to it will get trapped. Her ultimate ability is similar to Wraith's. Wraith channels a portal and starts at one end and then when it's done has the opening at the other end and you're able to travel that portal back and forth well ash creates a tear in the fabric a portal but it's one way and it's much faster so it's almost like a teleport for her that her teammates can then use and enemies can use as well but it's only one way i was playing uh i don't remember if it was last night or the night before, or I guess it had to have been last night. What's today? Today is Wednesday. Yes, it's released today. So I was playing last night. We were playing some ranked, and we were at a, in a situation where the, op, the opposing team was a little bit downhill from us, but on top, one of them, one of the players was on top of the building. We had a bloodhound on our team. We scanned. We were able to see that the person on top of the building was by themselves, and everybody else was down low. The more you play these games, the better feel you get for how people are playing and how they're going to react to certain situations. And I like to think I've put so many hours into this that I've got a good feel for that. So just seeing how the person on top of the building was playing, I decided, guys, I'm gonna ultimate, I'm gonna go right at her. I perfectly placed my exit right in front at the height of the building when they were kind of ducking down below a little bit on the backside to take cover. I pop up in front of them and they 100% were not expecting it because they kind of just stood there as if they were shocked and dumbfounded staring at me. And I absolutely ripped them and knocked them. And then we ended up wiping the rest of the team after having an advantage. And so just being able to play, she invites, you know, uh, the, she invites aggressive plays, honestly. Mm -hmm. It also can be used for a quick escape. So she is very, very much up my alley. And being able to use her to kind of maneuver in the middle of a fight to a position of advantage 
Now, it also leaves you a little bit exposed because they can see where you're going to exit. So if you're too aggressive with it, you put yourself at a disadvantage. But she is so much fun, man. So, I mean, it seems like the big difference between her and Wraith, too, is like I think Wraith is wherever you can move on the ground and, and climb, right? Yes, and correct. It's Ash, it's, you can kind of Superman your way up on top of a building. Yeah, Ash is also, I believe her range is a little bit shorter than the max range you would get out of a Wraith alt. And again, Wraith alts are good because you can get out somewhere to, if you want to be aggressive with it, you can portal, get out somewhere, have your teammates follow in, and then you can get out by going back in it. Now with Ash, you are stuck at that location, you know? Uh, so that is the one thing to keep in mind. But yes, she has way more verticality in her ultimate than Wraith does. And so, I mean, I think it's going to lead to a lot of risk-reward plays. I, I have a scenario I want to run by you. And if you haven't tried this, please try it. You have a Wraith and an Ash on a team. Yeah. The Wraith alts, the Ash alts. But the Ash alt ends in the middle of the air, high up far enough to like maybe cause fall damage to kill someone the wraith goes through it and then you have a team follow do they fall and die well the wraith all ends in air well here here's the problem is that there is no fall damage in apex legends ah yes come on i have seen people and this is almost impossible but there is a possibility of kind of positioning the wraith ultimate i i've seen this in earlier seasons in clips where people have positioned the wraith ultimates to like the edge of the map and so people have come through a little aggressive and fallen off so there is that possibility but i don't think ash will quite be able to do that just because you are at the mercy of you know not being able to maneuver the same way wraith is uh the Fair other enough. the other thing yeah. the other thing that's new is they introduce a new smg the car smg the car is actually from apex legends you know i'm not apex legends sorry titanfall so a lot of weapons in Apex Legends are reimaginings of weapons we've already seen in Titanfall. Titanfall had the uh, the carbine, the R201. In Apex Legends, it's the R301. It's essentially an upgraded version of that assault rifle. And so this, the car SMG, is now in Apex Legends. It supports... It's unique in the fact that it takes heavy and light attachments and uses both heavy and light ammo. Now, if you have an extended heavy mag on the car, you will still have an extended mag for your light ammo as well. There is no difference between the heavy and the light ammo. It's not like one hits harder, shoots faster. They both hit the same, they shoot at the same rate. It does fire very quickly. It really just becomes a situation where it makes it so that you have more versatility and you're not running out of ammo, which happens, depending on how aggressive you are, can happen quite often. It happens with me where there are some matches where I just can't find the ammo I need. So being able to carry both leads me to do things like, you know, I'll grab an R301, which is a light assault rifle, as my primary, and then have the car SMG, and then just focus on getting every all light ammo I see and all heavy ammo I see. And then if I do run out of heavy, I can just switch it over to light. I think that it is one of the strongest SMGs in the game right now. I can't figure out, I think I like it more than I like the R99. It seems to have less recoil, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I like it as much as the Vault yet. It is very fun and it sounds great. Is there a difference between the ammo types that you would say like advantage wise or is it just kind of like? No, it's really, there's no difference whatsoever. It, it really is just having 
the versatility to carry both of those and basically just always have ammo readily available for you. There's also, if you switch ammo types, it causes a reload animation. So it is balanced in the sense that you can't fire a whole bunch of heavy, switch over a light real quick and keep firing. It doesn't give you two extended mags, essentially. It will always cause a reload animation. But like I said, because it takes both heavy and light attachments, it also makes it that much easier to find attachments for it, right? Because now you have two opportunities to possibly find something and find, you know, like a, a purple or even a gold extended mag. I, man, it is very, very good. It is a lot of fun. Still haven't figured out quite where it fits in yeah. the meta as far as weapons are concerned. I feel like I'm getting really nerdy with, with this talk. <laughs> I mean, but. I mean, uh, a part of me when I uh, was putting together the news and even when I saw the season 11 stuff uh, over the weekend, I was like, do I put a timer on Rob this week? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, you know what? Um, I don't think I hear about Apex in this level of detail from anyone else. And it always makes me come back to it for a little bit. So yeah, you need to come and, and play with yeah. me. I'm 100% in the season. Want to grind out the battle pass as fast as possible. The other thing that has me super excited and invigorated playing the season is that there is a new map as well. That's the other, oh, that's the really nice. big addition. And I think this map is bigger than any of the other maps before it. It is called Stormpoint, I believe. And it's like an island local. It's an island locale. Right. So it's a very tropical feeling. It, it, it's visually different than any of the maps that came before it. There's also different ways of getting around the map. I'm only now realizing that there are no jump towers in this one. You know, there's no balloons that you go up and, and, and redeploy. What they have are essentially man cannons from Halo. You stand on these giant ramps and they shoot you across the map. And so you end up in fights where you're, if you're low and you're fighting near one of these things, you're like, forget it. I'm just going to hop on this and, and hop over, regather myself. And then you can even sit there and wait for people to come back over and try to catch them there. Yeah. I've also seen situations where, and I've had situations where my teammates have gotten knocked close to one of those. A third party came in, they're fighting and distracted, and my teammate crawls over while he's down but not out onto the ramp, gets shot across, and then res and pick back up. Uh, it this reminds me of the man cannons from Halo 3. I think you said that earlier. I, I, I did. Yeah. I, I did so that's, say that. That's just what I'm envisioning. <laughs> That's absolutely what it's like, yeah. 100%. And it's like the man cannons that are now in Halo Infinite that we saw in that one map. Yeah. Just imagine that, but on a much larger scale and with a little bit of a charge up. Mm -hmm. There's also vehicles on the map. And I complained about vehicles on Olympus because I felt like they weren't really useful and they also left you kind of exposed. The map is mm -hmm. much better designed this time around them where you do have crevices and you're not as exposed. Also, there's certain areas of the map that just have a lot of like verticality and it so far it is one of the best design maps that they've they've released i don't know if it's dethroned world's edge is my favorite map yet that's still gonna take some more time but i really like it the other thing that they added that's new to this map is they have 
prowlers and spiders on the map. So they have AI encampments and they're mm -hmm. shown on the map themselves. If you kill these AI creatures, they drop ammo, they drop attachments. So they drop some loot for you. If you clear the entire encampment, you also get crafting material. So it's a nice way to kind of get a whole bunch of ammo if you need some to get. Uh, I've almost every time clearing those have found like a really one or two really good attachments. The only problem is, is that you are making noise, you are firing. So it does invite third parties and the AIs can get in the way during fights, right? If you're close to one and you get shot at and you turn your back to the AI, you shouldn't get the other, the prowlers will come up and hit you and do a decent amount of damage. So it adds just another element and something else to think about during the fights and gives you more opportunities for looting and how you rotate in the map and stuff like that. And so adding something like that just adds more versatility to your game and changes up how you think about the map as a whole. And so far, I'm really, really enjoying it. Now, with any new map, it's going to take me weeks before I get it completely down and I figure out what I do like or dislike about it. But so far, I'm very high on, on the new map. That's awesome. Um, I it just sounds like Apex continues to be the bastion for EA, the saving grace, um, in a period where they need something and it keeps on delivering season after season. Like with Destiny, you always had that thing of like, it's a good year, it's a bad year, it's a good year, it's a bad year, and even with like Fortnite, you know, they made some changes throughout their seasons and like you get. The whiplash on that but with apex it's always like it's good it's great it's even better than that and then i never i have yet to hear any negative news about apex legends so yeah no i don't know if we'll ever see a, a titanfall 3 but i imagine what we'll end up seeing is like apex legends i don't know like robot shooter or something no look at them i i want more things in this universe right like yeah. i would love to play a single player campaign that takes a handful of these legends as playable characters with their abilities and finds a way to make that work. Cause the, I think the gunplay in Apex Legends is awesome. I've already nerded out multiple times on here about some of the lore that is in uh, Apex Legends. And so I, I, I am constantly impressed by everything that they are doing as a studio. Um, the other thing they did is they've also changed the way ranked works. So now, when you kill an enemy instead of everybody being equaling the same amount towards your score at the end, you are now given either less points or more points based on whether or not that person was a in the rank above you or below you. So let's say I'm in silver, which I currently am because of the D rank, or actually I'm in gold because of the D rank. And I or the soft reset, I should say. And I kill someone who's in silver. So they're only gonna be worth eight points per kill at a rank below me. At my rank, they're worth 10. At a rank above, they're worth 12. Two ranks above, they're worth 14, right? So it really does reward you based on who you're getting into fights with. And the reason this is a big deal is because Apex Legends allows you in the rank to play with a teammate who is up to one uh, division away from you, right? Or mm -hmm. one tier away from you. So if I'm in gold, I can play with silvers. This allows the people in silver to catch up faster 
to their goal teammates and be able to play throughout the season with them, you know? Uh, that sounds like the most appropriate way. I mean, you, you, I just play league, so like you know, you had that that tier ranking, but it's always like you might get a few more points to climb up that ladder. This just sounds like the most optimal and like player friendly way to actually be good and get good at it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's super clear cut, right? That I mean, that's it's easy to grasp. It makes a ton of sense. It's it's as close to perfect a ranked system as you can get, in my opinion. Um, and I am I'm absolutely loving it. I'm loving the season. But that's an old game. Let's talk about what we've been playing that's new. You talked a little bit beforehand last week, I think, that you had just started Guardians of the Galaxy. I hadn't yeah. started yet. I now know that I am past you in the game, although not quite done. Although I'm close to that end. I'm about, if I had to guess, about two-thirds of the way through the game. What are your thoughts on it so far? And then I'll get into my fresh thoughts. So Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is... I, you know, last week I had fired it up on the consoles and PC and I was talking about like how I wasn't too thrilled by the performance mode graphically uh, on the consoles. It, I mean, it plays great. Uh, it just, when you put it in resolution mode, there's a big difference. On PC, I have everything maxed out. It looks and it's one of the best looking games I've ever played. Uh, hands down, the art direction, the characters, the amount of detail that goes into uh, the entire game is phenomenal. Um, it, it's kind of crazy that there isn't a bigger reception around this game uh, in my eyes because of how good it is. Um, I mean, if you are a fan of the Marvel movies or even the comics, you know the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I think that's one of the more interesting things about this game it is it just... the When Guardians of the Galaxy rolled out into the cinematic universe when marvel came went out to put it it was their first test at expanding you know past earth into space and you have like all these alien races you have these planets all this unfamiliar stuff and this game is that like it doesn't even sit down and like it doesn't tell you about like they're talking about the chitari if you have not seen like avengers you probably have no idea who who they who they are you know like uh, this is it just has this language it's ready to use it and it's for that comic book enthusiast it's for that marvel cinematic enthusiast and it's not afraid to show it and i think that's one of its strengths because the writing in this game is phenomenal um from top to bottom and it, uh, i had and it has yeah. to be because one yes. of the things about this game is that these characters are constantly talking they are constantly the bantering which is what you want from guardians of the galaxy i mean the, you mentioned this that it is very faithful to if you're a fan of the MCU stuff, if you're a fan of the comic stuff, it is very faithful to the comic book uh, interpretations of these characters, of that source material, yeah. of some of the storylines. They even yeah. reference some storylines that have happened in the comics already. And it is very much a, a space opera, like you said. It yeah. is very much the Uncharted meets mass effect of meets yeah. comic books you know yeah uh but go it's, ahead it's go really ahead. interesting it's really interesting because like you, you i mean you kick off uh the game uh breaking into this quarantine zone with, with the crew they seem to be together for a couple of missions already so there's there's some history there between the, the group but um but the banter the uh, the way and yeah it's like you said they con they're constantly talking and it just works it's like you feel like 
some of the characters are ripped right out of the comic the comics like i initially when the trailers were shown was like wasn't too thrilled about how peter quill looked star lord uh but i come around on it i'm, I'm completely fine like every, everything seems to be working for me even uh the thing with like I don't know much about the Nova Corp, which seem to be like space cops mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Marvel universe, but like they're great. Um, it doesn't have the Marvel Avengers issue of where like environments seem repetitive. Everything feels nice and fresh. It, it's just being there and watching this game feels great. Um, I think my one qualm comes with the combat, which I find to be okay to good. Um, and maybe it gets a bit better. I feel like, I feel like it, it, it's slowly starting to evolve a bit more, but it's, you get to only play a Star Lord who has these like pistols and I find the pistols to be, not have a great feedback feel to them. Like you're just kind of firing and either switching between elements as needed. Um, I got, I just unlocked the second element on uh, his gun. So you start with, you get, uh, like a ice <laughs> one. I just got like an electricity one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know they, they can add to the uh you know like there'll be enemies with shields that are weak to ice so you use the ice pistols to uh break down that shield but then like you get to give out commands to your teammates so like Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot where you can have Groot entangle someone so I'll have Groot like yeah there's like a group of five enemies I'll have Groot use his roots to entangle everybody in a spot have uh, then I'll have a uh, rocket throw a grenade that just wipes out everybody. And that's that's where it comes together. That's where it reminds me of Mass Effect, where I'd have, like, Liara do stasis, and then, like, somebody left everybody up, uh, and then it just, like, blast them away with, like, a fireball or something. It, that's what that reminds me of, and that feels good. But I feel like a lot of times during the combat, uh, I'm just kind of running around and just dodging, and it feels like you kind of get lost in it in terms of readability. But... It still works. I, I still enjoy the combat. Uh, so, I'm. Yeah, so I, I kind of wish they would pull back the camera a bit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that would make life a bit easier. I understand what you're saying. There is a lot going on during the combat yeah. many times, which does run into a readability issue. I mean, this game we mentioned Uncharted. I think Uncharted is an apt comparison because it very much is. Although there's less platforming in this than Uncharted, there's still a great deal of it. It very much is. Most of the combat is a third-person shooter with these pistols or a third-person action game with these pistols. And yes, you get more uh, alternate fires, right? You get more yeah. elemental base and that works into the combat. You, While it is third-person shooting at its core, you do have what are essentially abilities in the form of the commands you can give to your teammates that are on cooldowns. And yeah, the more you play and the more you pin in points into those abilities, the more the combat starts to kind of evolve and you start thinking to yourself, okay, uh, right now, like you said, I have a a bunch of smaller enemies. So let me use Groot's entanglement to entangle a bunch of people. You can pin in points to an ability that allows Groot to entangle and hold on to one larger enemy, right? And then at first, Gamora's first ability that she comes with is this like overhead strike that does heavy damage. Later, you can pin in points and she'll learn what it's essentially like a shadow dash, right? Where she'll hit multiple enemies. Uh, that overhead strike of hers does so much damage. Yes. <laughs> it feels like a cheat code at times. Yeah. And so that's when it starts to evolve, right? When you start doing yeah. things like, hey, I have a bunch of small enemies. Let me entangle multiple. Let me throw, 
you know, one of Rocket's abilities out there. And like I said, there are more that you unlock and some make more sense yeah, than like others. I and the, the second the second one I have for Rocket is like he turns he magnetizes one of the enemies and everyone else gets pulled towards yes, him. Yes, yeah. It's like an ensnarement yeah. grenade. Exactly. That's yeah. the one I was thinking of. And then let me use Gamora's dash instead of her overhead, because there's still all these enemies. And Rocket's that grenade also leaves them with a debuff. Like it reminds me a lot, and some people might not take this as positive, but it reminds me a lot of the combat in Quantum Break where as you got going you unlocked more abilities and then i liked it because you could get into a flow once you got good with yeah. them and so that's mm -hmm. kind of what this game is i really do think most of the enjoyment in the combat is going to come from you experimenting and messing around with different things and then yeah some enemies are more susceptible to different elements so switching between the elements my one complaint with the combat comes in the form of what is essentially a it's not an ultimate ability because actually all the characters have an ultimate ability. It's in their huddle up mechanic, right? Oh, yeah. You build up a meter that you can then activate at a point in a fight that will pull everybody together for a cutscene where you're like huddled up, you know, like in a football game. And what that's so slow. What that so does. Slow. So I actually love the huddle up. What that does is each character will be talking. And then you'll see the words they've said behind them. And then you have to pick a proper response to motivate the team. You know, if you do, you basically get a, a cooldown buff where you can just spam everybody's ability. Also, if people have been downed, then it will pick everybody up, you know, and restore your health. Refreshes, yeah, it restores yes. your health. Because I remember uh, earlier today when I was playing, yeah. I had like one hit left and I was like, yeah. uh, I don't know if this restores health, but let me yeah. try it. And it did. And so, uh, I, so and then, and then you're also fighting to like classic rock music. Cause of course it's yeah. Guardians of Galaxy's soundtrack has to be amazing. And it is, it is, it's, it's phenomenal. My problem. I would, I want to stream it out, but then I, I, like, I had to put on the, the streamer mode and, and, and then the music gets cut off, which kind of <laughs> takes part of the experience away, like a good chunk of the exactly. experience away. I will say that, oh, the part that I don't like, though, is that you activate that by holding down the left and right bumper on controller. You shoot the different elements with left bumper, right? You issue commands by holding down right bumper and then hitting a button. Let's say you're shooting an elemental and then go to issue a command but forget to release the elemental. You'll activate that huddle up. I can't so tell times. you how many times I've activated <laughs> so that huddle up by mistake. Now, I will say one of the things I really like is that when your characters are down, they'll come into the huddle and they'll be down, you know? And so you have to motivate them. When you're winning a fight, they come in and they come in like they're coked out of their mind. They are just so <laughs> amped up and they have like bloodlust, right? Yeah. And then you give them, you, I mean, there are times where Star-Lord's response, he'll like laugh in the beginning, right? Like, all right, guys, yes, we are killing it, but let's calm down, stay focused. And I love that the game does that. Honestly, the attention to detail in this game is the most surprising thing to me besides the it, fact it, that like you said all the environments yeah. are different you know that in, in a way is also very much like uncharted where you're going from set piece to set piece to set piece there's a ton of variety in the enemies even though again essentially the combat is what the combat is you know yeah uh but also that kind of detail right where it takes that stuff into account that you are winning that fight you know i absolutely love this game so far i mean mm -hmm. those first trailers came out and i was like oh the combat looks like it could be cool but visually i was not feeling it at all on those trailers sitting down and playing this game 
this game is if it's not the best comic book game we've ever gotten because i think you know marvel spider-man those two titles mm. take the cake as, as far as i'm concerned this is the most comic book game we've ever gotten where it really does feel like i'm playing a yeah there are big stakes at play here it's very much like an mcu movie there are yeah. big stakes at play but it's all handled with levity and there's humor and it's fun and it's bright like, the number of times i have laughed during this game and it's it's not even just like oh someone delivered a funny line yeah. there's like there'll be a character in the background just chewing scenery and it's hilarious yep. or someone referencing something much later on yep. it's it's top-notch writing and like yes the spider-man games are fantastic they're great but i think getting the writing right in guardians of the galaxy is a better feat than what those yeah. uh, uh games are doing yes the spider-man games are more fun to play but like i can tell you the the first big boss fight you come across in this was a blast like there's spectacle um i, I did feel like it was i wouldn't say it was hard or challenging but it felt like I felt like I needed everybody. I had to use everybody to get to that point uh, to beat that boss. And like, it, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just not. It's not Star Lord the game. Yeah. You know? And so, and that the game does a really good job at enforcing that. Yeah. And the other thing I want to point out is that I, you talked about it before. You had started playing on Resolution, but it just didn't feel that great to you. I will say that when I first started playing on Resolution, it didn't. Mm -hmm. It, it at first it didn't feel great to me, but I think that's also because I had been playing a lot of faster paced games at higher. Mm -hmm. Uh, frames per second. I tried to do performance. It just doesn't look as good in performance. Yeah. So I went. I went back to resolution and got used to you know the thirty frames per second. What it is. This I, game. I think it's uh, for me. I think it's the OLED issue. Like when mm. certain games at thirty frames on OLED just don't. It does not okay. run as nicely as you. Yeah. Think so it would. I got used to it. Obviously, I'm playing on a QLED, and this game is gorgeous. Like mm -hmm. I'm playing on the Xbox Series X. It, it, uh, this game might be the best game, best looking game I've ever played, and, yes. and 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 it's very much. And I know, I understand. Like third person action adventure games, because of where the camera is, because of what they're dealing with, they tend to be higher fidelity visuals. That's why God of War looks so good. That's why Uncharted looks so good. That's why these games look so good. This game looks amazing. This game looks like. A comic book to come to life i was talking to a buddy of mine and it seems like this game the facial animations are so good that it goes past uncanny valley like it doesn't feel mm -hmm. awkward looking at them and i think part of that is because besides peter quill none of them even though they're humanoid they they aren't necessarily human so just tinting the color of skin kind of helps you with that stuff i mean all of them the the art design and the character design and the facial capture is so so well done man like i i i am blown away by this game you know is this game let me take a step back is this game game of the year no you know it, it's just it's not uh based on the games i've played this year there are just games that have done more gameplay wise have uh gripped me more than mm -hmm. this game has don't get me wrong this game is, like I said, I started after you. I'm ahead of you now. I've been yeah. pitting in the time and I've been wanting to play it. And honestly, until Apex came back, I didn't want to play anything else. I've been pitting in the time into this. I see you playing Smite over okay, there. I've been don't, playing, lie. Oh, don't, don't lie to the audience. I, I've been playing a little Smite. Anybody watching the stream can see I'm wearing my uh, my Cupid shirt. My wife saw me coming out and she goes, you're going to go stream 
wearing that. And I was like, yeah, I am. Oh, God. And so... I should not get my wife into streaming now that I think about it. She'll be like, you should look better than this. <laughs> I, uh... But yeah, but that's... You know, but this game is... Is the game that has tickled the comic book fan in me the most, right? That has satisfied that. More... more honestly, as much as I love the, the Spider-Man games, like, those games... Actually, I, I, it might just be recency bias. I think these game, this game is on the level of satisfying that comic book fandom as those games. And this isn't just me. I mean, a lot of people I've talked to who have played it have said the same thing. How surprised they are at how much they're enjoying it. How they think that this iteration of the Guardians might be their favorite iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxies. You know? And I do think that this game deserves more uh, talk about it. You know, I mean, and I have seen some of the reviews and the reviews are generally very good. I just think that, like you said, that this is a bigger accomplishment than I thought it would be, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great time. Uh, I, you know, for me, it's, I'm limited to gaming and then at night I have to choose between sleep and playing video games and i've been choosing sleep as of late but maybe tonight maybe tonight uh i'll probably pay apex with you if you guys are yeah. out there <laughs> otherwise i'm gonna jump on uh I'll jump on guardians and play a bit more like i'm really excited to continue playing this no i really hope this game sees the success it deserves because we need more games like this and we're actually going to talk about a marvel game in, in the news but we need to see more Marvel games like this. Marvel needs to continue doing what they're doing with stuff like this, with stuff like Spider-Man, and even that single player of Marvel's Avengers, you know? If I'm, yeah. if like I said, if I'm being honest, as far as Marvel games that we've received so far, this one is very high up there on the list. And I, I can't, I, I want to see this studio do more. I want to see more Guardians of the Galaxy Adventures. I want to see this studio tackle another franchise. I want to see more Marvel games because very much like the MCU, Marvel is the perfect property to do different genres, you know? Uh, the MCU is at its best when it is tackling a different genre in cinema. And when the games are doing that, we're not getting the same experience and we're getting these different characters and these different iterations on them. Like, this is what I want, you know? Do, I don't want all future games to be Marvel games, right? But yeah, I want, I want more Marvel games. I want more characters. There's so many characters in... Uh, in Marvel that I absolutely adore and I would love to see more of that. And that makes yeah. me want also more DC stuff too. We could use more than just Batman games, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I do want to mention uh, a few things uh, to that are a bit of negative. There have been times where in this game I have come across um, twice once I got to the chapter two where the dialogue broke and I had to restart checkpoints. Uh, I've I've had some audio bugs where audio just dropped yeah. out. I had a bug where I was on yeah. the ship in between missions, you know, when you can talk to crewmates, where mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Drax was following me around and then standing in front of the crewmate I'm talking to in the cutscenes. So I'm not seeing any of that like facial capture animation. I'm basically just seeing <laughs> the front of Drax and then the back of Drax when it flips the camera to either side. Uh, I had a bug in a game a gameplay part later on where I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, when you make dialogue choices, there's one part where you need to make a certain one, 
okay in order to progress wait and uh, yeah as, as you finish and part. and so i made that choice realizing that i had to make that choice and it it just broke and it didn't continue forward and so i had to restart the checkpoint and then i made the choice right away and we were good but yes there have been some some bugs in this game nothing like you know uh to turn me off and want to playing it this mm -hmm. game is very liberal with its checkpointing yes like there's there's literally something that in the menus that will go it's been X amount of time yes. since the last save, yep. and there's on the second option is load last checkpoint. Yep. I, a part of me does wish they waited like maybe another month because like they announced this at E3, like nobody had, yeah. had this under radar yeah. before E3. So like, had they waited till like November, like later this month to announce, release it, it was, I think I would have felt a bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some minor bug stuff here. It doesn't break the game. It may just take you out of the immersion or something for right. a bit. Just mm -hmm. reload the checkpoint. It works again. It's great. Uh, yeah, the final thing I do want to touch upon is the dialogue choices. I know we mentioned it's like a Mass Effect where you do get to talk to your teams, but there's a lot of story beats where you have to like side with people. And I like, I can't tell how much it makes a difference in the story, <laughs> but at the time it does, like I feel like it does really affect the relationship with certain characters. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go back and replay some of that, but I, I, I'm actually... I think it's very well handled. I've, uh, I've and it will randomly go like somebody remembered that or somebody trusted you. So I've gone back and read articles on what would have happened if I had made other decisions and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And it doesn't change it a ton, but it does change it, right? And so okay. I think it, I think it's very well done. I think it's the right yeah. level of decision making and and affecting outcome that yeah. you want from something like this. Because at the end of the day, you, you do want this to be a focused story. And when you start adding in so many different outcomes and stuff like that, that can branch the story off, it does tend to water those experiences down depending on which way you go. It's very hard to kind of do it right in something like this. That at the end of the day is a third person action adventure narrative game. Yeah. But I, I, I love it. I love that it gives you that option. Uh, and, uh, and the outfits, they have different, oh my God. different versions. And, and they're like, so good. They're so good. Yeah, like I got um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2014 movie, the original movie mm -hmm. with the James Gunn skins for I think like Groot and Drax. And for Drax, I immediately put it on because I was like, that just that's what feels right for me for Drax. Yeah. For Groot, I actually like the game version better. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I agree. One's much slimmer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, and yeah, there's different versions. Like I came across like Nova Corp outfits, like Apocalypse versions. Like I don't even know. There, there seems to be quite a few that you can just find littered throughout the game. So yeah. Uh, you do go off to like the beaten course you'll find them but yeah highly recommend it like i i know people are like i'll come to game pass because all the square enix games eventually come to game pass like i go buy it buy a game people <laughs> this one's worth it yeah i i agree like i said i i want this game to be successful because i want to see more of it this is one that i do recommend go out and buy it especially look black friday's coming up you will have some some Black Friday sales on games, whether it's buy two, get one free, whether it's $40 for slightly newer titles. Buy this game. I'm actually very tempted to make this the game that I kind of gift out to people, right, during Christmas time. Um, it's between this and Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawls for, like, my nephews and stuff. Um, especially since the one thing that this game does that I don't know if I want to give it to my nephew, while it is very much like a PG-13 game, they just they use words like flark, and and you know other things to replace curse words and let me tell you something these guys especially rocket they have foul foul mouths man like i know it's just flark this flark that yeah. but every time i hear it i'm like i know what he's saying 
There was um, there was something that was like a blue cherry pie, a blueberry pie or something. There's a really, really bad sexual innuendo, innuendo, and I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that wraps up what I've been playing. I think that wraps up what you've been playing as well, right? Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get right into the news. We actually have a somewhat busy week this week, so bear it, with it, me while honestly, I get through it. Honestly, a lot of it came in like the last two days. Yeah. Which was surprising. All right, I'm going to run through some of these quick, and then we'll stop and, and spend a little bit more time. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is coming to VR. It will be released for the Oculus Quest 2. Facebook announced this at Connect 2021 uh, last Thursday. Or this past Thursday, and that it is uh, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg described the VR take on GTA San Andreas as an entirely new way to experience this iconic open world in virtual reality. I, I mean, listen, we might be not be getting Grand Theft Auto Six anytime soon, but we are getting a whole lot of different ways to play these particular three games from the Grand Theft Auto trilogy. I uh, don't think I will play this in VR. Uh, I mentioned uh, uh, last I was week. I curious. I know. I mentioned last week that I am currently playing uh, Resident Evil 4 in a VR. I mean, if this comes out and gets absolutely fantastic reviews, maybe I'll give it a shot. But I think that uh, it just makes more sense for Resident Evil 4 to go to first person and, and do this than it does necessarily for something as open world as Grand Theft Auto. I yeah. also don't know if I want to sit in my, like, wear my VR headset for as long as that game would take to play. That's very true. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Any interest? I, I think it's cool. I, I'm, I'm glad Oculus is trying stuff um, with this. Yeah, they seem they to be need, going they need, all in lately. And, th th and that's what somebody needs to do. Somebody yeah. needs to spend that money because, like, if the metaverse... Because like EA president just came out and said, like, NFT and blockchain is the future of gaming. Like, if that's true... Like VR is gonna be a part of that. We're all headed to that Ready Player One. Yeah. So somebody needs I mean, to throw that money to get people to buy these things. Yeah, I mean, you've got even Microsoft is talking about you know their plans in the the metaverse, and we're hearing things about super games and stuff like that. Like it's not one of the stories I don't think on our list, but uh, Sega and Microsoft had signed that agreement oh, yeah. to. It's basically a partnership to kind of share technology, mostly in the game sphere. Uh, not the games, the cloud uh, section uh, of gaming and the cloud technology that, that Microsoft has invested a lot of money in. It's not quite Microsoft or Xbox buying a Sega as a game studio. It's very much more like when we saw a couple months ago, uh, Sony and Microsoft signing that agreement to work on cloud stuff together. But we are getting to the point where, yeah, people are talking about the metaverse as if that is the future, as if that's what's going to happen. So yeah. kind of seeing, I mean, I'm not necessarily ready for something like that, but I do like VR uh, as far as games is concerned. So getting better quality and, and better experiences on VR is exciting to me. And so, yeah, uh, let's get into the next bit of news. We've got already teased earlier when we were talking about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel announces new project with Amy Henning's new game studio. Skydance new media team will tackle an original Marvel story. Now, there's not a whole bunch of news about this. But what we do know is that the upcoming title will be a narrative-driven blockbuster action-adventure game featuring a completely original story and take on the Marvel Universe. For those who don't know, Amy Henning did, was, uh, did head up the Uncharted development 
over at uh, Naughty Dog before she left, right before Uncharted. She left right after Uncharted 3? Or I think so. No, she left she during... She on 4. She was working on 4, and then she left during yeah. it, and they kind of switched up. Uh, my understanding is some of the story yeah. on Uncharted 4 and stuff like that. Um, and she had gone over to EA at one point, and then she was working on that canceled Star Wars Red game. Bag. Yeah. And so it's super, super exciting to see not only another Marvel game coming, but seeing one coming from Henning in a genre that she is known for. And I I cannot to see what what comes of this. Skydance Media is the interesting one here. Yeah, um, I me. mean, she, they had announced in 2019 that she had joined Skydance in an effort to... Uh, work on their game development right they want to expand out to games and i my understanding is this is the first project from what is it skydance skydance new media and mm -hmm. so it and, and again it seems like that studio in particular that branch of the company will be focused on story focused games so we are going to get a lot of narrative driven i i would imagine mostly action adventure games but nevertheless it, it's it's super exciting especially playing guardians of the galaxy right now and knowing that Marvel games, for the most part, hit their strive when they are narrative-driven action games, whether it be the open world of Spider-Man, whether it be the single-player campaign of Marvel's Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy. But also knowing that it's not, while that is where it seems to hit strive, that's not all we're getting. You know, we're going to uh, get to it later. Actually, can we just go ahead and bring it up now? Um, we are getting a different style in Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is a you know card-based kind of turn-based role-playing game. Now, unfortunately, that game has been delayed until late 2022. It was originally this one hurts. yeah, it was originally slated for March, and it was one of those games where you know at the beginning of next year, I think we'll probably do a podcast where we kind of list the games we're most excited for. This was one of those games I was most excited for, especially seeing kind of the group of characters that they have characters that don't get a lot of time in in games i mean I, mostly for me it is robbie reyes ghost rider which is one of my favorite character designs in all of marvel comics um so get the, the other thing the other thing i like about midnight suns is it seems to have this attitude to it yeah um that i really like it's it's like this is not your this is not your average Marvel game. Even right, yes, it yes. is a card based game, but like there is a story here. There is like there's blood loss. Yeah. There's oh, and here. and that you're you're going yeah. to get something new, right? Yes. Like that's what I was most excited for is that we're going to get something new, a different style, a different flavor, just a different atmosphere in, in what this game was bringing. And so all this says yes, this is very much a bummer, but it is nice to see that we are getting variety out of these Marvel projects. And so that's kind of what, you know, I'm most excited about. And you know what, you know, while we're on Marvel stories, the other, the last Marvel story we have is Marvel's Avengers, which cannot stop shooting itself in the foot, right? I've talked about this a lot where I think Marvel's Avengers biggest problem is that they just don't have a steady stream of content coming to that end game. They're still, while they've added more variety and they've started to add more stuff, they are still not at a place where it makes you want to go in there and spend, you know, all your time in there, right? It doesn't make you want to keep coming back every week to do something, to grind out uh, currencies. Yeah. Kind of like what Destiny 
was doing well, and, and some would say still does well, right, is that it's constantly bringing players back as a fold, and Marvel just doesn't seem to have that. One of the things yeah, that Marvel had also did is they made it super, super grindy at one point and made it super difficult to level up your characters. And then they stated, you know, previously that they were never going to have like XP boosters. And then they added XP boosters, which is kind oh, of no. just a slap in the face. <laughs> no, no one will remember that. Have they not met gamers? No. Gamers are elephants. They will never forget. So um, that is to, that is to come to today's story, which is, or I guess yesterday's story, which is that Marvel's Avengers is no longer selling these XP boosters following player pushback. Their statement read, we apologize for not responding sooner to your concerns about the addition of paid consumables in the marketplace. We introduced them as an option for an evolving player base and did not see them as pay to win since they don't offer power directly. Now, this is like a slick way to get around it, right? Because it's not pay to win, you know? And honestly, if they hadn't adjusted the XP scaling, I wouldn't have had such a big deal with this, but this came a few months after adjusting that and it really felt like it was adjusted so they could do this, you know, felt like they were nickel and diming. Um, I also think, uh, you know, on top of this, I think the Square Enix president came out, uh, I think either yesterday or today and also said like, yeah, you know what? Crystal Dynamics wasn't the right developer to do Marvel's Avengers and like, Yes, if you're going for a game as a service, I agree with you. But that campaign, stellar job. Yeah, like, I, I would had no I would come out and say that Crystal Dynamic was the perfect studio to do Marvel's Avengers, and you should have just had them do a you know a campaign, a more filled out campaign, right? And like, that's what and that's what rubs me the wrong way about Guardians of the Galaxy because I don't mm -hmm. want. I hope Guardians does well, good sales-wise, yeah. and that we don't hear, like, well, there was a single-player, and nobody wants a single-player game. Like, that bullshit again. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if that campaign had come out and been fleshed out just a little bit more, right? Because they don't have to worry about mm -hmm. the, the live service aspect of that game. And then they just released lengthier expansions, telling more stories in that universe, kind of like what they did, you know? But then I'll giving us, expansion yeah, exactly, giving yeah. us new set pieces the way that Guardians of the Galaxy continues to give us new environments, stuff like that. Like, if they had gone that route, I think we would be talking about us being excited for the next bit of Marvel's Avengers, you know, story content being released, paying whatever it is, $10, $15 for the DLC. And then that still fits in with it being Marvel's Avengers, right? You're just giving yeah. us more Avengers stories in the form of different Avengers. Like... I, I, I think that game really had the potential to be something and it just isn't, which is a bummer because I actually do like that game. Um, Agreed. All right. What do we got next? Harry Potter, Wizards Unite. <laughs> um, we talked about this, uh, okay. right? We talked about a little bit about oh, Pikmin Bloom. Yes. Yes. We did. Uh, so go ahead. I included this story. Um, Probably nobody here watching this stream that actually cares about this game. I didn't care about this game. Listen, nobody. Um, it's getting shut down because nobody cared. It's not just people watching yes. the stream. Literally, nobody cared. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, and the funny part too is like they put so much into this because they expected Harry Potter would be bigger than Pokemon. And like I kind of feel like Warner Brothers is running into that same issue with that Hogwarts game. I'm really looking forward to that Hogwarts game. Like I know, I know. Everything with J.K. Rowling, but oh god, that game looks so good. I mean, <laughs> which upsets me. We'll but, see. I'm not holding my breath, honestly. Yeah, 
But uh, one of my one of my friends um, was big Harry Potter fan. Was super excited for this game, so I, I messaged him this article, and he goes, "This is this is his um, exact uh, this is his exact uh, response." He goes, uh, "I'm not surprised, but it is sad. The game had so much potential. Um, it's like if someone from the 1600s tried to develop a game, though. <laughs> That's how I ended up playing." Uh, He's like, this was the only game I was really excited for in the last five years. I even submitted 10 variations of emails to get access to the beta. Um, and just to sum up his fe feelings, he's like, it's like an Aliens vs. Predator movie. You get so psyched, but halfway through the movie, you keep wondering how they screw it up so badly. <laughs> um, they did it. So just a little bit of detail. They did announce that the game is getting shut down on January 31st, 2022. So if there is anybody out there that enjoys this game, Get it in while you can, because it's going away. Uh, like the, the, I think the, the other thing to also point out is, like, Disney Antique Games, as much as they are free to play, they're, they can nickel and dime you through various yeah, right. in-game mechanics. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, the game will shut down. Like, Pokemon Go, for uh, a fact, has, like, it's been getting closer and closer with generations and they used to drop new Pokemon like all at once, like uh, like 50 new Pokemon at once. Now they'll, now you'll get like maybe two new ones a month or something mm -hmm. because they're slowly catching up. And what the, what happens to Pokemon go once all the Pokemon are released, you know, once do they start making up new ones? Do they reinvent the wheel? Like, um, and so it's, you gotta remember like the money you do put in at the end of the day, well, you know, it's gone. Like you might not have a game, in a couple of years. So just keep that as a reminder. All right. Well, again, a uh, new story that I have absolutely no transition for, no segue, don't know how to get into this. There's a Squid Game knockoff game called The Crab Game, and it is blowing up on Steam and Twitch. Uh, have you taken a look at this game? I, the funny thing is, before I saw this article, because I actually read this exact same article that you have brought up here, and one of my buddies was talking about how funny he thought this looks. He had seen people playing it on Twitch. And how he wanted to play this. Have you seen it, this at all? I no, I have not. Okay, so crab. I've seen. I think. I think I've seen the the glass game on okay. TikTok, but I'm not sure if it's the same game or not. So crab game was released on Steam in late October, and has two major selling points. It's basically a squid game, a multiplayer game, and it's free. Um, they can play a series of deadly playground inspired battle royale games, including games featured in Squid Game like Red Light, Green Light. There's also other games like Tag, The Floor is Lava, Hide and Seek, and other classic games that uh, round out Crab Game. It's got more than 30,000 concurrent players as of Tuesday. God it's damn. pulling in more than 20,000 viewers on Twitch. And um, it is also available on itch.io. But I will say that uh, it is very lo-fi, and even the developer is like pretty open about the fact that it is lo-fi, and that uh, he said uh, of Crab Game that the stupid trend is dying faster than my will to live. So we have to finish this game quickly. <laughs> so let's make an entire multiplayer game with a proximity chat and nine game modes and thirty maps in two weeks. You know, and so it, it very much is a. It's like a it's it's weird because it's like this tongue in cheek. Obviously, this is, you know, that he pit it, they pit it out and it was just like, hey, here's this thing that I did 
but it's also a cash in like it's also a cash grab or i guess actually is there any if it's free to play is there any or is it just like maybe it is just like this cool thing for fun i mean i look it's very very lo-fi i i probably won't try this out even though i'm kind of tempted to the problem is is that looking and seeing how this controls i don't uh i don't necessarily enjoy those those kind of mushy control feeling games you know um, yeah but I, I mean it's cool it's funny nonetheless all right speaking of squid games see i have a segue for this speaking of get squid games netflix officially has games now so we had already known that netflix was launching netflix games and was going to have games available based on its properties for mobile right mm-hmm. and so that is now up the it is available inside the netflix mobile apps uh the only catch is that right now it is only available for android devices there are f- i don't see how they do this for ios <laughs> there are five titles available well i think you could do it for ios because you don't have to pay extra for it right it's just part of your netflix subscription i think i i think ios's hindrance is that you can't have a marketplace within the marketplace you know yeah. or else you couldn't we'll see how that changes but uh and so that's why you couldn't have games within games but if it's already part of the subscription well actually i don't well you're right because game pass is similar right yeah okay so yeah i don't know right now there are five games available stranger things 1984 stranger things 3 shooting hoops car blast and teeter up i wanted to give this a try before we recorded today and completely forgot so i don't blame you i, I mean none of those seem that exciting <laughs> But but you know this is Netflix when they initially uh, announced their streaming platform. Everyone's like, well, why would I stream when I can get free DVDs uh, to my door in my mailbox? And you know that's how now we just I mean, stream everything. And it does so, seem it it does seem like they're taking this serious. I mean, we talked about it, I think two weeks ago where they acquired the Oxenfree developers, uh, Night School Studio, and so I mean it's. We'll see what comes of it. The game's listed there. I've actually dabbled a little bit in that Stranger Things 3 game. I think it was on Xbox Game Pass cloud streaming at one point. Uh, none of the games there necessarily get me excited, but as part of my subscription and something to, you know, kill time with, it's, it's not a terrible idea. All right. Now, yeah. I wish we had talked about this earlier when we were talking about Marvel getting that uh midnight sun's getting really delayed because we have a couple more game delay announcements surprise surprise blizzard entertainment is in the news again diablo 4 and overwatch 2 have been delayed and now it looks like they might be 2023 games their statement says why we are still planning to deliver a substantial amount of content from blizzard next year we are now planning for a later launch for overwatch 2 and diablo for than originally envisioned. This was yesterday. Mm-hmm. These are two of the most eagerly anticipated titles in the industry, and our teams have made great strides towards completion in recent quarters. But we believe giving the team some extra time to complete production and continue growing the creative resources to support the titles after launch will ensure that these releases delight and engage the communities for many years into the future. This explains why there's no BlizzCon. BlizzCon was canceled. Yeah. I mean, this really shows you that, like, one, PR-wise, they're, they're in shambles, you know? It also doesn't help that they had elevated 
you know, two um, executives to the head of to co-CEOs of Blizzard Entertainment, one being a female and the other one being a male. And that female has actually announced that she is stepping away and starting a uh, women in games industry uh, nonprofit, I believe. Jen O'Neill being that co-leader. Yes. and yeah, so, yeah, for women in game development nonprofit, yeah. which is being funded by Blizzard with a grant from Blizzard. But now they go from, you know, now they're back to just having a male CEO. Mike Gibara. Yeah. Uh, Mike Gibara originally uh, from, you know, was previously with Xbox, actually. Yes. And so. I, I feel like they're just bleeding talent at this point. Like, how bad does the situation have to be? for people to be like fleeing this fat fast. No, I mean, I imagine, uh, like that, that sucks because as much as I want things to get better there, if people in leadership positions are like, yeah, I'm out, I can't, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to fix this. Then like, it's going to take a Herculean effort to get things back on track. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's definitely, it, listen, yeah. it's definitely a bummer. I, I talked about this before. I'm getting, like, blizzard fatigue, you know, talking about mm-hmm. them over and over. And it's just, it's a shame because, obviously, there are people at these studios that love being in the games industry, that love what they do, and they want to they wanna make games. And yet, they are surrounded by everything else that's going on over there, Right. And it is going to take time for them to get things right. And so, while yes, this is a bummer and it does continue to make it feel like they're falling apart, all this stuff is necessary for them to eventually get where they need to be, you know? And that is going to take time. And I think it's hard, especially as fans of video games, to kind of put that into perspective, right? I, yes, I want to play Diablo 4. Yes, I want to see what Overwatch 2 actually ends up being. But first and foremost, I want to see this company get it right, to do right by their employees and to kind of fix the culture issues that are going on at that studio, you know? They, listen, Blizzard could very much come out eventually with these games and with other titles, and they could bounce back and be one of the, giants in the industry but they have to get things under control first in studio wise and culture wise i mean also they could very likely just crumble completely i could see it going yeah. either way 100 percent. all right on slightly more actually you know what let's just stay with downbeat news let's skip over to this let's do take two cancels unannounced game by hangar 13 the developers at the studio behind mafia 3 now face uncertainty after the subtle cancellation of Volt. So Volt was to be a live service third person action game in the vein of Destiny. One of the things I saw as well is that I think one of the first people to break this story was, as always, Jason Schreier. And I was seeing on his Twitter that he, a lot of the developers at Hangar 13 actually found out that this had been canceled from his story. The thing that's now... It's weird because, one, we didn't even know about this game. As I said, it was unannounced, right? So there's not a ton here that's interesting. Unannounced projects get canceled all the time. 
What makes this interesting, however, is that they pumped $53 million into this game, which is a hefty chunk of change. Not the most money I've ever heard of in game development, but it might be close to the most I've ever heard where the game then got canceled. And so besides the fact that they paid a ton of money into this game just to cancel it, it also means that, yeah, there's a very real possibility that Take-Two eventually announces layoffs, you know? For this I think the reasoning behind the cancellation, too, is um, what they said it here. Um, it was a new intellectual property, and uh, 2K executives didn't see it as a worthwhile investment because the amount of time needed to finish that product. I feel like if you throw fifty three million in, I mean, especially you're far enough along to like maybe see it through, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially considering that apparently it was, you know, testing high internally and they were very up on it. To then say, I, I can only imagine that this game was still very far off, especially since it's, it's unannounced, right? So this game was very far off, and it was looking like this that it might have just had a ballooning development cost, which, you know, especially in the current landscape, live service games seem to be struggling a bit, right? Or at least games that are coming out with the intention of being live service games, it feels like. Uh, we talked about Marvel's Avengers earlier, and... It just might be that they just didn't see a way to recoup those costs, you know, and it, it's better than feeling like, you know, the sunken cost fallacy, feeling like you're already committed yeah. to this much. You have to just continue to go. Yeah. Uh, GameSpeed's Jeff Grubb uh, did also mention uh, off of Schreier's tweet of the story. Uh, yeah. So I thought it was probably this game, but I haven't confirmed it yet. This was a Cthulhu meets Saints Row project that we talked about before. Um he also said, I just did a quick math. Bioshock isn't canceled for sure. Uh, and 2K was close to revealing Vault this whole year. Um, and what else uh, could have possibly had 53 million thrown into it, especially unannounced? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, he, I think he's pretty much confirming what Schreier is reporting there. Cthulhu meets Saints Row. I mean, that could have been cool. Seems, that sounds uh, yeah. absolutely wild. I could have been into that. So that's yeah. that's kind of a bummer, but again, there's not much to to say because we just don't know until we get more news and find out exactly what this game would have been. There's just not a, a lot to, you know, talk about it. Except that it's a bummer if people get laid off, especially considering that if it's true that the game was testing high. Mm-hmm. All right, on a more upbeat note, we're getting more Elden Ring footage. Uh, Elden Ring footage oh, streams yeah. tomorrow for the first time since its debut. It's a 15-minute stream. Of the game. Yeah, they tweeted out, join us for a 15-minute glimpse of Elden Ring gameplay on November 4th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Wait, no, 3 p.m. CET, 7 a.m. Pacific. What's... So ten, that's 10 a.m. Eastern. 10 a.m. Eastern. What's CET? Yeah, a, a Central European time. Ah, thank you. Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm excited for this. You know, like I said, I'm very hit or miss when it comes to From Software's games. <laughs> I love Bloodborne. I like Sekiro. Didn't yeah. love any of the Dark Souls, so... Uh. I just want to know what this is, you know? Like, just, just show me something. Yeah. Um, like, like, even if this is a 15-minute lore video, like, I'm all for it. Cause, well, like, I mean, but it says I, gameplay, right? So... Yeah, yeah. I, like, talk about, like, the world and stuff, because, like, the one thing I've always wanted was a bit more clear storytelling. Mm-hmm. I know they do a lot of environmental, a lot of item description, but just, like, 
it'd be nice to just have somebody, just people talk in the <laughs> game and just be like, hey, this is what's happening. Go do this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see that from them, to be honest, but it, yeah. it would be cool. Sekiro kind of had it. Yeah. Sekiro definitely had more than any of the other games yeah. previously had. And so, no, I'm excited for this. You know, it also yeah. and then George R. R. Martin was involved with the world building, so hoping from great things from him. Yeah, I, I also I always wonder how much those kind of names are actually involved in this stuff. It's kind of like when you hear that a movie was produced by so and so, some director yeah. that you love, and all that means is that they help get the funds for it, right? Like yeah. they, it doesn't always mean what you want it to mean. All right, I think. Yeah, I think he helped create like the Bible outline. Yeah, the some of the and that out. some yeah. of the character or enemy ty- or creature designs and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I assume enemy types when we're talking creature designs, and so. But, all right, other games, Xbox games with gold for November has been announced. You're going to get Moving Out, and Kingdom Two Crowns on Xbox One. And then, or Xbox One, Xbox X and S, you know. And then on the Xbox 360 side of things, you were getting Rocket Knight and Lego Batman 2 DC superheroes. I, if I recall correctly, Lego Batman 2 DC superheroes is the first one where they talk. Because I think before that... It was all that gibberish. Like, yeah. yeah, it was all that gibberish or emoting in the Star Wars. Not Star Wars, in the Lego uh, games. I could um, be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what this one was. Yeah, as always, this is a half decent lineup. I mean, I, listen, I obviously I get more excited for Game Pass games that are announced than I do for the Xbox games with gold. But moving out by all accounts is a really good game. Uh, I, you know, I say this all the time. There's no reason not to download them. Who knows? Maybe you find a game you like. It's included with your membership. You might as well go ahead and redeem them. Even if not download them, redeem them at least. Even if you don't, just download them right away. Um, what is? Oh, sorry. All right. So speaking of games, and, and I mentioned how I get excited for Game Pass. November's Game Pass list. How do they keep doing this? I, I don't know, but can I just point out one thing about this? Yes. This is the first article that we linked to that's actually from the workprint. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I felt it, it's funny. This is what happens. Yeah. It's funny because I was like, oh, this site, I don't recognize this site, but I didn't even, I didn't even scroll down to see a picture of you. <laughs> also, I like that you're still using your picture from like fresh out of college. Oh yeah, that was college. I know, I know. You know, Intrinsic Cafe. Yes, yes, I do know court, Intrinsic. That, that's that's in the back. That's yard of Intrinsic Cafe. That's hilarious. That's a great picture. You may or may not look quite like that anymore. Let's get into story. <laughs> the full <laughs> list of games we've got. This is huge Minecraft, Java, and Bedrock Edition. I talked about this last week, right? Uh, is uh, but yeah, yeah. Because we talked about mine, Minecom. Minecraft? Yes, and so that is come that is already released. That was released yesterday. So it was Unpacking, which was released yesterday. And I've heard nothing but great things about this game. Uh, I am super, super interested in checking this out. It's, it's, game Pass drives me a little bit crazy because I, I'm already up to my neck in games. You know, I'm already almost drowning in games that I'm trying to get through and trying to play so I can come on here and talk about them. And then for stuff like this to get released on Game Pass and all this yeah. positive buzz I see on social media about them and stuff like that, like 
I just don't have the time to try all these, but I want to so bad. I was reminded yesterday, I think because a Psychonauts 2 quality of life uh, patch dropped. Yeah. And I was like, I still have to play through that. Yes. No, you have to. You you have to. And and I'm just like, but I want to play. I want someone to play Minecraft with because now someone can teach me. Yeah. And uh, also, It Takes Two is coming tomorrow, November 4th. Another find a friend. Uh, another find a friend and play this. Another game yes. of the year candidate, in my opinion, it's definitely gonna yes. be in my top ten. Uh, Football Manager 2022 and Football Manager 2022 Xbox Edition are coming November 9th. The Xbox Edition being for cloud console and PC. Football Manager 22 just for PC. Forza Horizon 5 coming November 9th. Now, the one thing to know is that they are offering, and I hope they continue to do this in the future. They are offering the ability to kind of buy the content from the premium edition, which the premium edition I think is a $99.99 edition normally. And it gives you early access to start playing the game this Friday. Now, previously when it came to Game Pass games, you couldn't get early access. If you were planning on playing a Game Pass, you had to wait until the release date. Well, they are offering that premium edition stuff for I think 40, $9.99 or if yes. you if you get it now because you get a, a discount with game pass for $44.99 or whatever so you get five dollars yeah. off on that so I I actually picked that up yeah today uh, the pass and uh, it is what well, yeah it's $44.99 it comes with expansion pass one and two it comes with our car VIP car pass, yeah yeah car pass VIP membership yep and the welcome pack which you know a bunch of cars uh, the expansions they've done for the previous Forza games have been fantastic. Yep. It's not even like you get skimped on content. You just have well, too much Forza at yeah. a given point. Yeah. Uh, and so, and you know, it's play anywhere. So PC, Xbox. And so you will see a stream hopefully tomorrow uh, from me with uh, about Forza Horizon 5. Uh, I'm I, thrilled to jump into this. I am so, so excited for this. This is another one of those that like, I can't wait to just end my nights driving around filling out that map, finding those car finds, exploring, you know, Mexico. I, 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 I'm so, so hyped. Cannot wait. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the definitive edition is coming November 11th. Also I'm coming. So excited on, to mess around with this. Yeah. Also <laughs> coming November 11th is one step from Eden. That is on console and PC. And then some of the games that are leaving on November 15th, Final Fantasy eight HD, Planet Coaster, Star Renegades, Streets of Rogue, the Gardens Between, which is a very easy thousand points if you're looking for it, and River City Girls, which is a fantastic uh, side-scrolling yeah. beat-em-up in the vein of like, you know, uh, Streets of Rage and uh, Double Dragon. I, I, the soundtrack's awesome. The combat system in that game is awesome. It is much more difficult in my opinion than a lot of those or i guess is actually on par with difficulty of some of those old school games it is not an easy game um the one downside to the game and the one thing that holds it back for me is that it is only supports local co-op it does not have online co-op and so i played a little bit of it actually with my daughter but it's like i said it is a bit too difficult for for her so um but it is i think that game is absolutely fantastic and i'm really excited for the uh, next game that's coming from them. I believe that they are doing a game based on the Ruby franchise. And so, Ooh. all right, going from Xbox Game Pass over to PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus in November offers Knockout City, 
Kings of Kingdoms of Amalur, and then extra PS VR games. Let me see if I can get the full list of. Okay, uh, the three PS VR games are the Persistence, The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners, and Until You Fall. Now, The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners is considered one of the better VR games. It's almost always at the top of the Oculus list and top selling. And uh, the other two, I don't know all that much about. Now, as far as the other games that are coming, uh, Knockout City, I've already played. It was available on Xbox Game Pass. That game is fantastic. If you haven't played it yet, it, it's a, a it's getting a very good update too, or might have already gotten it. Uh, let me double check that. Um, I, I I think that game is great. I do think that for me, I just kind of. I really enjoyed it while I was playing it, but for whatever reason, I just fell off of it quickly. I, you know, a mix of other games coming out. And also a mix of I've already got so many multiplayer games I play on a regular basis. It's kind of hard to dethrone those. But the other game that is coming that I forgot to mention is First Class Trouble, which we talked about last week during that yeah. PlayStation State of Play discussion. And this is a social deduction game. This game I will be downloading and... Uh, we should get in there and give it a try. See if we can get Matt on there. Maybe a couple other people. And uh, we're gonna get pissed off with Matt by game two or three, aren't we? <laughs> uh, he tends, he yes. Tends to find that strategy. He is very good at these, man. He is very yeah. good at these social deduction games. Oh, um, uh, speaking of which, uh, for Knockout City, that update came out yesterday and brought 4K 60. All right, so maybe uh, maybe I have to hop back in there and, and give that a try yeah. now that it's at 4K 60. And there's um, there's uh, 120 frames per second mode as well for uh, PS5, Series X, and Series S. And then Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Now, I'm excited about this because I actually almost picked this up to give it a shot because I never played it. Mm. I played it for about an hour when it first released on Xbox 360 and never actually paid a significant amount of time into it. Now, I'm excited because while I won't be playing this anytime soon, I will redeem my you know, PlayStation Plus games as I always do and then download this as a future time once we do have kind of a lull because I have always wanted to pay significant time into this and give it a, a proper shot. So I'm excited to see it on this list. And this, PlayStation Plus has been really solid lately. You know, I don't think it's been... Obviously, I don't think it's been as good as Game Pass. And while the the proper comparison would be probably to compare it to Games with Gold, I do think it has been better than Games with Gold for the most part. Um, but not as good as Game Pass. And then PlayStation Now is nowhere near as good as Game Pass, in my opinion. So, but they have... You know, it has been solid. And they've been doing a pretty decent job of getting games on their day and date. I think that's when game uh, PlayStation Plus is at its strongest. And it almost always seems to be these smaller multiplayer focused titles too, which I think is super smart to kind of build up that base. All right, last bit of news we have for this week is that- Before, uh, Can I just interrupt you really quick? Yes, sir. Um, did you know anything about a Halo Infinite Collector's Edition? Because apparently it went on sale at walmart.com and it includes all this beautiful stuff. What? No? Yeah. And so I'm kind of mad because this is already sold out, but I don't know if it's a Walmart exclusive or it belongs elsewhere. Um, so it looks like there's a energy sword, a small helmet. Oh. Wait, let's see. Steelbook case with full game. 
a set of five patches, plasma pistol replica bottle opener. That's pretty neat. Energy sword desk lamp. Nice. Set of two lanyards, including one UNC charm and one ID wallet. Mini art book, desktop portfolio, developer note. Cons limited to 10,000. So considering it's limited to 10,000, I, I bet you this is just a Walmart exclusive. And it's already sold out. And this one just went up 20 mi 29 minutes ago. Oh my God. This is such a bummer, man. I... That's... That is... Come to the games cast where I bum out Rob live on stream. <laughs> no, but I, like Halo is the one collector's edition that that and Persona are like two series where I'll always get the collector's edition. Um, and so th this is kind of upsetting that it's already gone. I really hope it's not. What a bummer, man! Why would you do that to me right now? This is like one of those things that you talk about after the show. I know, but. Just, you know, keep uh, it real here. I would, oh, 100%, you would see that energy sword desk lamp in the background of every stream and every podcast. I'm going to, listen, now I got to put my notifications on for Wario64 on Twitter because he did tweet about this. And uh, maybe maybe it's not exclusive to Walmart. So I'm, I'm going to get one of these. If it's, if it's Best Buy or Amazon, I'm getting it. Anyway. Let's finish this podcast out before I start figuring out how I'm going to spend $170 on a, a, a probably a cheap going desk lamp. Last story. Nintendo is cutting production of the Switch consoles due to the ongoing supply shortages. It is going to be harder to find an OLED Switch thanks to these supply shortages. Nintendo reports the company will be manufacturing a total of around 24 million Switch units during its current fiscal year, which is about 20% fewer than it originally projected at 30 million. This is not that surprising. Uh, everybody is faced with supply shortages, especially when it comes to the manufacturing of these chips. I mean, GPUs still impossible to find. I had a friend of mine ask me recently to keep an eye out for like a desktop, a gaming desktop for him. And even those are hard to find because that seems to be the only reliable way to actually get your hands on a GPU these days. And so this is a bummer, uh, especially considering that it's already hard enough to get any of these consoles, right? I mean, I haven't seen an o an OLED switch on shelves, you know, and I'm <laughs> I'm in uh, Best Buy and some of these other stores way more than I'd like to admit. I haven't gone into a store in a really long time that like an electronic store. No, oh, you're you're you're. I missed him. You're doing it right, man. I'm 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 on like weekly visits these days. Not not even to get stuff. Sometimes sometimes it's just to kill time. I used to go to Best Buy on Fridays. Uh, at my lunch hour, mm -hmm. just because it was fun to just walk around and be like, "Ooh, this 4K Blu-rays on sale." Yeah, no, I'll probably watch it once, but it's five dollars. <laughs> my uh, one of my son's extracurriculars is like down the street from a Best Buy. It's like his extracurricular is two hours long, <laughs> and so I'm not sitting in my car for two hours. So oftentimes, I just go to the Best Buy, kill like a half hour, thirty five minutes. <laughs> 50 minutes uh, a part of me just imagine some kid like waiting at a kiosk and just be like sir are you almost done like no <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, i'm gonna play mario and sonic at the olympics for as long as i want yeah no it's more like me getting harassed by best buy employees every five minutes asking if i need help with anything um 
But yeah, no. It's that weird guy again. <laughs> like I said, not surprising. Still a bummer. And that wraps up this week's podcast. That's all the news we have. Uh, oh, we actually came in. Man, we spent so much time talking about what games we've been playing. And, and mostly it's talking about Guardians of the Galaxy and how much we're loving that. That I did not think that we would actually get in this podcast in a reasonable amount of time. But here we are. You say that, but we're still at 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I think 90 minutes is kind of the sweet spot for us. Yeah, it is. It, it really has been for uh, us. So, yeah, but I want you to let people know where they can follow us, especially now that we're going to be streaming, you know, more often. Yeah, uh, uh, so I want to plug some stuff on the site really quick mm -hmm. because we've had, uh, you know, th there's been a lot of great work um, being done. And so uh, other Rob, not this Rob, uh, the, the one that actually goes to the site <laughs> has uh, wrapped up season three of what we do in the shadows for reviews and recaps, uh, which has been a stellar season. So definitely check out those reviews. He'll also be covering Yellow Jackets for Showtime, uh, which if you haven't heard, uh, is about wildly ta talented high school girls, soccer players. This, they descend into savage clans after their plane crashes in a remote northern wilderness um so that's what that he'll be covering that uh christian has had some fantastic interviews uh go up um uh, including ghost rider kushala and the importance of representation with taboo and beat earl from black ips um which i i didn't realize that's who he was talking to <laughs> when he <laughs> told me he's like he's like yeah i got these interviews lined up i was like yeah yeah sure whatever i'm busy yeah. with work <laughs> uh i trust you uh so he did that and i think uh he, if you have didn't catch it last week he also did a a talk with um Screenwriter uh, Jay Holtham on Holtham on uh, Marvel's Wastelanders Hawkeye, who's been somebody that's been in the Marvel superhero verse. I think he also wrote for the final season of uh, Supergirl as well. Uh, so, uh, some really good interviews from Christian. No, uh, he as well. he's been crushing it, man. You know, I follow yeah. him on on Twitter, and I've seen all the work he's been doing. And I really want to get him on here, man, just to get him to come in and, and, and talk to us for a little bit and plug yeah. some of his own stuff, man. He's been doing a ton. Like that, that guy stays busy. There, I, I went to the homepage of the site, and it was just like every article at one given point was like Christian Angelus, and I was like, I was like, I understand. I'm like, I just don't have time, and it's it's hard to run your own site, yeah. and especially when you're in your thirties and you have a kid. Uh, hey, what's I mean, what what's upon a time? The front yeah. page was like. Me, you, Jen, me, you, Jen, and then occasionally, like, Matt was in there, and so... We had, we, yeah, in our heyday, the site had, like, 16 writers. Mm -hmm. Jen, myself, and Nicole were editing the hell out of all those articles, <laughs> uh, and we were doing this for free, and so mm -hmm. it's just, like, um, and I would love to pay all these guys. Um, I, I don't know how people do it. Like, how, how do people just start websites and have cash flow? Uh, that's, I don't know. Not my way. If, if you're a business person who knows how to do website money stuff, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> website money. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe we need somebody I, who doesn't refer to it as website money stuff, figuring that exact, out. Exactly. Well, I am the CEO of WorkPrint.com. <laughs> uh, uh, website money stuff is uh, what we do here. Um, yeah, so that that's what's going on on the work print. Uh, I, I should have a Dexter New Blood article going up maybe next week before that new season kicks off. 
about the first four episodes. Uh, and then, as I mentioned before, uh, we'll be streaming a bit more often. And we've got a lot of fun stuff. So I don't know if people have recommended times that they want to, or like good times when they stream or catch streams while working. Uh, but I'll try to aim for like the lunch hour, um, hoping more people have some availability to check out stuff then. Yeah, and uh, and I'm actually I'm aiming to kind of hop on at like eight thirty in the morning, and maybe I'll I'll stream before you hop on, or or if you can't hop on, I'll stream even later in, into the day, and then yeah, and every once in a while I'll come on here and pop on here at night as well. Um, there was a part of me that thought about streaming Ring Fit Adventure because uh, I need to get back in shape, and mm-hmm. then I was like, it, it's already set up, everything's ready to go. Mm-hmm. But am I ready to go? Yeah, I, <laughs> and that's I, that's the existential yeah. existential crisis I'm going through right there. I, I say um, just do it, man. It makes for yeah. good content. Uh, but yeah, where where can people follow uh, you and the channel? Uh, yeah, so you guys can follow the workprint at theworkprint.com uh, for the website for all the news and articles and stuff that go there, and then uh, at the workprint on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, um, Instagram. No TikTok. Uh, yeah, and you guys can no follow TikTok, me yeah. at Bilal underscore me on. Uh, Rob, how about you? Yeah, uh, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0 across all social media. Uh, as far as streaming is concerned, I'm streaming all, pretty much exclusively on the WorkPrint's Twitch channel, yeah. so twitch.tv slash the WorkPrint. And make sure to keep the notifications on. I, I know that a lot of you guys have them on that come and watch us in the stream because you guys are in here before we've even put up the socials. So that yeah. makes me very, very happy. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Like I said in the beginning of the show, you guys getting here early and doing the pre-show and, and chatting with us is, is honestly the most fun I have uh, when we record. Just like it's the best part of when I'm streaming games is having you guys in the chat hanging out and stuff. The best thing you can do uh, to support us if you can is to just tell a friend get more people in here get involved we're trying to build a a community you know while yes this is just a hobby for the two of us uh, both of us take great pride in doing this and we want to build up a place that is and my my idea my dream is to kind of build up a place where everybody is welcome where people are just hanging out and where every stream and every podcast feels for you the way it feels for us, where it feels like just a couple of friends getting together, hanging out, you know, with with a, a reasonable amount of enthusiasm and genuine enthusiasm behind it. I don't think you'll ever see me doing any streams where I am screaming at the top of my lungs at something that isn't that exciting and kind of overreacting to everything. I don't think that's what you're going to get from this channel content it might wise. Be me tom- it, might, it might be me tomorrow <laughs> during Elden Ring. I'm not going to yeah. lie, but yeah. there's a possibility. Just uh, my hope is that when you come here, you know that everything is genuine, right? That's all I want this to be is genuine and for it to just be feel like you're hanging out with your friends. And so if you can tell more people about it, we can build this community. That would be the best way to help us. The next best way to help us is to follow the channel. And if you can, give us a subscription. You know, Amazon Prime, link your Twitch account. You get one free sub every month. If you feel so inclined, throw it our way. You know, if not, that's perfectly fine too. I like you guys just being here and watching. It makes me feel good about what we do. Yeah. 
uh, this was, as Rob said, one of the best pre-shows we've had. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have NG spend as much as much money as possible <laughs> furnishing his house. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you guys for watching the live streams, for listening to the podcast. Again, you can find the podcast after we go, we, we end the live stream on your podcast subscription service of choice, whether it be iTunes, Pocket Cast, Spotify. Um, Bilal, oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, for well, being well, here. one more thing. If you guys have questions, any kind, you want us to answer, theworkprint at gmail.com. Uh, yep. We'll answer them on the next one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah like I said, that we want to do. If you want to send questions into theworkprint at gmail.com, we'll, I'm more than happy to add a little section at the end where we answer some of those email questions. All right. Well, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.